welcome to Vespertine. In today's episode, we will be exploring the role of the filmmaker, mainly through the visionary world of the director. Sigurdur Anton Frithjorsson has worked behind the camera for a decade as both an independent and professional film director. Over his career, he has released three feature films, Webcam, Snow and Salome, both of which he produced with his production company Stova 224, and his most recent film, Mentor. He is currently in post-production for his fourth feature and joins me today to talk about his beginnings, his inspirations, and the nature of film in the world of streaming services. So, Sigurdur, thank you very much for uh, for coming. Thank you for having me. So, um, when did you first realize that you wanted to be a filmmaker? Um, as soon as I knew what a filmmaker was. Right. I, I always wanted to be like a writer mm-hmm. and and an actor when I thought like, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be, I wanted to write movies and act them because, you know, you thought that the actors made the movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as soon as I knew what a director was, I that's what I wanted to be. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and yeah, that was like very early on in my life. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. So would you, would you also say, you know, on how you watched films and all that, that, that definitely contributed in the, in the sort of content that was kind of going around? Yeah. Uh, when you were growing up in terms of it kind of being exposed to that, that you were quickly exposed to that or? Yeah, definitely. Like it was always, I was always thinking about like how they did the things that were in the movies and, mm. you know, and, and also like, you know, what connected them, like the actors and also like the directors, like, you know, this is by the same director who did this movie and this movie and, you know, yeah, yeah. Those, those kind of things. So it was, so it was very much uh, early on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but but then, if if you'd approached it with um, so many different roles in mind that you kind of would have loved to have done, what was it? The thing about being because you are both, you are both a writer and director in terms of the uh, features that you've made. But, but, but what was the sort of thing that that made you make that decision that you know you would be probably best suited for that? Was it maybe something that was a bit more organic with the projects or? just wanted to control yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be like I just yeah. wanted to be the one who who was in control yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah uh, that's that's definitely feeling I think I share that's why yeah. I've gone gone the writing path and, and all that because yeah you do kind of feel that yeah exactly like you're saying you want to have the control yeah and and I mean I know also like that was the starting point but like you know I've tried small acting parts and small this and you know i just that's the writing and the directing and the editing is mm. the thing that i like the most yeah. out of it so sort of the technical out. parts being behind the scenes rather yeah but the, like yeah no but the creative parts of the it. creative parts yeah, of that. yeah the yeah, technical yeah, yeah. you know i've i have been a, a cinematographer of you know a short movie i've done I have recorded audio, I have, you know, uh, all these things and, you know, they can be fun, but it's not like my passion is in no, the yeah. directing mm. and the writing. Well, I mean, if, if having that experience then you, because you are, you, you do, you have your own um, uh, company and studio that you've kind of built from the ground up with yes. like-minded people wanting to make stuff. Um, and so to have that experience, you know, how along the way, that's definitely helped you a lot. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I've been very, very, very lucky uh, through my life to befriend and meet people who have been also like have been creative and and wanted to make movies and wanted to act and wanted to shoot movies and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So I've, I've been very and I, if I hadn't, you know, I probably wouldn't be making movies because yeah, 
I kind of built my career and my filmmaking on making movies with my friends. Then... Right, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely the sort of, um, because, I mean, definitely webcam and uh, Snyoro Salome or, or uh, Snow and Salome. I mean, these are films that I would say are very much kind of tied in, not just with Icelandic culture, but it definitely feels like it's, it's a lot of it is kind of centered around a group of friends and and the story kind of flows through that uh so that that's coming from the inspiration of, of what you you what you had at the at, at the, with your group yeah probably like i haven't i haven't thought about it that way but that yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah but uh yeah and also like it comes from because i know a lot of people who act mm. and i wanna you know that are my friends and that i want to work with that makes you write characters for them. So that kind of yeah, organically yeah. kind of makes it, you know, I haven't made a movie that's like only two people, two characters, like, because yeah. I, you know, I want, there are so many people that I want to work with. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's especially early on, like, you know, you wrote characters for people around you that you wanted to uh, work with. So yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That so you'd see the potential in others and, and wanted to bring it forth. Um, I mean that, that 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 group is a friend group that you have, but in terms of how that kind of relates to filming it on a on a on a broader stance in terms, because because you you aren't necessarily you're not um, you're sort of a self taught filmmaker in that sense. You're not yeah. you, you didn't go to school. I I I went to um, what you would call like high school, like formal school here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Was um, uh, was uh, like it was called filmina technique, so like media technique. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the uh, my sp- speciality in, in in high school was media technique mm-hmm. on, so and that was like few years. So the, and but that, but it, but I didn't go to like film school or no. But no, no. in that in media technique you learned to like you learned to operate a camera and and you know all the technical stuff yeah, and you had yeah. to do like you got to do short movies and you know the final project was to do a documentary which I. Because uh, I had no interest in documentary, I did a mockumentary. Right, yeah, that way I kind of yeah, yeah. snuck. Uh, a some, sort of a creative yeah, sense. Yeah, snuck yeah, some yeah. fiction into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that you know, and 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 also from there, you know, you met all these people who, you know, were really talented. Yeah, that's where I met like my cine- cinematographer, who I worked with on all of my movies. He he was he was there. And you know a lot of the actors I worked with through them were on because that same school had like a, uh, and has a actor path. Right. So um, uh, yeah, I met a lot of people in that school. Right, I think yeah. that's kind of. And would you say? I mean, I'm not. I mean, because I I went through a very similar um, type of path in the, in the school that I went. But I think that you know the one that you went through is one of the sort of the earlier versions, which has certainly developed further along the lines in the past sort of years that that these sort of paths here in Iceland specifically have been. Did you feel? I mean, with with all that with all the experience that you were getting with both technology and then you know the kind of grasp with these ideas and all that, uh, with essentially just you know on a high school level, but then catapults you into wanting to do it professionally. Or you do you feel? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been uh, last year. It was ten years since I I graduated right, that yeah. school, so it, it has changed a lot, and it has become more. They have now a filmmaking path, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and and more kind of what what we were because back then they had only had, they had media technique and they had graphic design, mm. and um, 
in the in the art department that is mm-hmm. and uh you know a lot of us were in media technique and even graphic design were you know we wanted to make movies and we want to make music videos and all that stuff and we kind of just used the equipment and the talent the people around us to do that yeah. and i think that kind of shaped the rest of you know the the coming years in, in that school also i mean not just i don't mean just like us as individual also just at that time we're talking like 2009 10 11 like there was a huge boom especially in iceland yes exactly in yeah. in you know i mean we went from like when it came to like music videos mm. like there was a huge boom in music videos mm. like we went from like no music videos all to like you know every like every song had a music video because you could put it on youtube and you could yeah. shoot digitally and and edit digitally and like so yeah that was kind of i was kind of at that time yeah but also like you know we had these i was also really lucky to like have these teachers who were really like supportive yes and exactly. had a lot of experience in film and and uh, and you know video making and all that that was also a big part yeah because i because I, it is obviously very interesting as well because um your group being uh, an independent one you know having the passion of saying was i mean was it sort of a straight up conversation of a couple of friends saying we're just going to go do it and and was there ever maybe a potential doubt for that did you feel like i mean what is if you want to get into filmmaking, I mean, maybe it's a bit more Icelandic specific, but let's say if you were to um, try to get into that, would you say that this is probably the way to do it? Or or, or is there some, some doubt or some risk involved in doing that? I mean, I think it's the way to do it. But um, especially, I mean, if you don't have, I mean, you know, there are people out there that are kind of, what's it called, Nepo babies and stuff. Like, yeah. like if, if, you know, if you have... Uh, have access and have connections to get funding or whatever and do something big and whatever like you do that but if you're at the same place that i was and a lot of people around me were i think that's yeah you know you have to build a kind of a ecosystem around mm. you of you know talented and, and technical people and i think but there was never no there was never like there was never a conversation about it it was just right. it just happened like it was just you know, we would, yeah, I mean, from the school angle, like we would just, you know, we would put together to do projects and we would get to know each other that way. And then, you know, we would have ideas, you know, I'm going to do this music, we're going to do this, this, and we would just collaborate that way. And that, you know, and then once we graduated, we, we were still doing shorts and music videos and stuff like that. And we would just keep on working together. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. It was it was really kind of natural. Yeah, and so of. so you would say that maybe the experience and obviously the passion of just wanting to film anything really kind of then evolved into projects that suited a sort of feature film type yeah. of type of yeah yeah because like one side decided to make a feature film which was like late 2012 and we shot it in 2013. It was a a horror film like horror comedy called uh, Isabella which uh, got like it got one screening in Pio Paradis which is like the uh, art house cinema in yeah. Iceland and then it has like some horror festivals and stuff like that but it's not it's not publicly available or anything like that but like when we did that like it was I just you know okay I need a cinematographer I'll talk to Aaron who's you know really yeah. great camera I'll talk to this people this actor this you know it was just kind of natural and uh, I don't think 
you know, it it's it has so much to do. You know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, action. Not to get cliche, but like action speaks louder than words. Yeah. And you know, you can kind of talk yourself to death with people, like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do. But you know, you you have to do it, and it's better to do a lot of small things like yeah. shorts or like or just you know music videos or even like we would do like you know sketches for youtube and mm-hmm. and just yeah these weird like videos and just having fun and that you know that does so much more than you know sitting around talking about like one you know we're gonna do this that's yeah. you know we want to do this we you know i mean yeah you, you can see it all over the world essentially yeah. so many in terms of like you say sketches I remember, like, I remember even myself, you know, that that's something that you kind of start with. Wanting to do yeah. something, make fun with it, and being able to easily upload it. So um, that's why I find, yeah, your, your, um, your sort of entry into your career so interesting in terms of that it is based off of this generation uh, that comes off from specific technology and then goes in. And so then by doing that, by then making the opportunity to have a feature film kind of on your own with, with the people close to you, um, and then having that sort of making the decision, all right, you know, in this big collaborative group for this project, I'm going to be the writer and the director, which you may have been taken on. As you say, you wanted to have the control. You, you probably would have adapted into that kind of naturally. But um, but in your eyes, what is the role of the director and what is your favorite part about the process of making films? I think like the role of a director is the unifier. It's, you know, it's the the person that, you know, has a vision, but everyone on set has a vision. I mean, some people don't. Some people are just there for hire, and that's that's great. But you know, most people on the set have a vision, but it's your job as a director to kind of unify it and kind of lead it on a path, like a narrow path, that you know, um, so that way people aren't just doing their own thing. Like we have yeah. a goal, we have a path that we must follow, and. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I, you know, like I said, like I've only, I have, I have directed one short that I didn't write myself, but other than that, like everything I've directed has been as a writer director. Mm. So, and, and editor. So it's, you know, I'm very much, um, at every stage of its development, yeah, you are and, kind of in, yeah. Yeah. And it's very much like my baby, even though it's also everyone else's baby, but like, but because I, you know, I've, take up so much of the pie yeah yeah <laughs> i you know it's it's but i think like yeah as just a director it's about you know your your biggest job your biggest responsibility is to to pick out the best from everyone in terms of vision in terms of skill in terms of creativity and put it together and yeah. put it on a so, so at what process at what part of the process would you say is kind of would you say that it is that sort of as you just said now kind of the sort of the starting point really of not only casting, but oh, who can I trust? Once the where the idea is kind of still raw and it's still kind of exciting, really, or is it kind of more once you have a finished product and you're doing in the editing room and you're cutting? It's all through. It's all I through. Think. Yeah. yeah, it's it's you you kind of you can't you know fall asleep at the wheel. You you know you or go on autopilot. You you have to all the way through have this you know have this. Um, uh, job of unifying things and, and having a vision and having mm. uh, things where you know where you want things to go yeah. uh, and that starts from you know as a director like if, even if, you, if you're not writing it it starts from the very first step 
yeah. you know, just yeah, from the casting, from the uh, the whole pre-production, till just like the very last step, which is you know when it comes to the marketing, even like yeah. sometimes you don't really have much to say about it, but if you have like even there, you know that's that's part, but also like the the grading, the color grading, and the yeah. sound mix, and like it's it's all the way through. Yeah, like, you have to have to be on your toes, and that's obviously yeah, and co- coming from a sort of an independent group where you've had experience with everything you feel yeah. like you know i could l- lay a hand in this and and yeah i mean and and even though like i mean when it comes to like the audio mix i don't i don't do anything technical like i'm i'm not uh in the in the production of it like from any technical point but i'm you know i listen and i go like you know this is too loud this is like just from a creative like f- just from a director's standpoint i'm yeah. not you know, I'm not going like, oh, put more compressor here. Or that. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah, not, no. not my job, and that's no, not yeah, my exactly. you know the 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 people who are mixing or you know that's their talent and and that's their they know what to do. Yeah. But I you know it's more just like kind of what the what the vision is. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So um, but in that in that sort of big process, particularly maybe the shooting process, what's kind of the most important thing to keep in mind? Is it maybe that sort of being the voice, being the the unifier then, or is is there other parts to it? There's definitely that, and but also I think and kind of, yeah, I mean connected to that, is also to kind of be open to yeah. changes. Yeah. To not, I think the most important thing, you know, you have to have you know your your plan, your vision, you know, you you whether you I don't storyboard, but you storyboard. I do shot lists. And you know you you see it in your head like this is what I want to do. You even maybe write it that way, but once you get on set, and once you you know cast it and everything, like there are gonna be times, a lot of times, a lot of a lot of times, especially you know the lower the budget is, mm. where you can't do exactly what you planned, yeah. and instead of wasting you know hours and hours and everyone's energy into like trying to get like exactly what I wanted, like you know just go like all right what can i do and yeah. a lot of times i've found it's better that way it turned like you know the world becomes your collaborator like, yeah yeah you know exactly. and and, it, and because you're only one person and you can have the, the greatest imagination in the world but it's still just one person but you know when you get into the environment and understanding stuff like you, you get challenged by so many things and yeah. you can't be defiant of that you can't be just no i want to do this because yeah. i mean sure if you're a genius maybe that works. <laughs> yeah exactly but but you know most of the times it will create you know um challenges create create like create better opportunities and, exactly yeah you know. but they also kind of um may lead to mistakes and something that you kind of learn for uh from uh and so what kind of mistakes have you made during any of the sort of processes of, of all the projects that you've done that you think might inspire like inspire aspiring filmmakers um and when, when what they should know about um well i've made a lot of mistakes but a lot of them have been like in context of what i was doing so it's kind of difficult to mm. pinpoint like and but i think like the biggest one is being defined of what's going around and not listening to what's actually happening and also like as far as being a director, and I mean this is also just as a human being, but the biggest mistake is is uh, saying no for someone else. Like yeah. you wanna like oh, I wanna get this person for a part, but it's not gonna do it. 
yeah. no I'm not, I'm not gonna ask him or her or whatever because they're just gonna say no and then you know you know or I wanna shoot in this place what now they're not gonna let me they're not you know yeah. and then I just and there have been like I'm, I've gotten a lot better at not you know saying no for other people and just asking and you know getting no sometimes but also getting yes mm-hmm. but you know there have been times that I look back and I'm like I should have asked I should have yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know I should have because you know the worst thing in the world that can happen is just they say no and yeah. that's you know Absolutely. whatever like that's not that's really good well um, I think we'll break it up with a bit of um, a bit of sort of a quick fire round mm-hmm. um, and so we're going to start off very broad not specific at all it might be very hard for you to actually pick but what is your favorite film my favorite film is uh, a film called Pusher 2 which is a, it's a Danish film it's mm-hmm. the sequel to a movie called Pusher it stars Mass Mikkelsen I love the Pusher it's a trilogy Right. I love the whole trilogy, especially two and three. But the, the second one is, I, I pick it as my favorite because it's not only like a masterpiece, but also it has everything I think a, a movie needs. It's funny. It's also sad. It's also you know it has thrilling. It's it has everything. Yeah. yeah. Then in terms of thinking, the next question being your favorite director. Who, I mean, who directed the uh, Pusher? Was it? Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, yes, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, did Drive yeah. and Neon exactly. Demon, and he's he's kind of. If I had to pick a favorite director, he would be because yeah, yeah. even like he's he's a he's a director who does his own thing, like just completely. You know, he's not trying to be something else. He's not trying to compromise, which which can be a bad or a good thing. But in his his um, situation, I think it works. And even like sometimes he does something that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, Mm. but at least like it, it left something. It's, 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 it's it's a, it's a piece of art. It's not just like some studio production that just kind of, you watched it and then you forget it. It's, it's tells you, it's, you know, there's, you engage with it in some way. Yeah. It has an, it has an attitude. It has something to say. Exactly. Like Um, it does. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, is there a genre that you'd like to work with that you haven't so far? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I want you know, if I'm lucky, I want to do all genres. Yeah. Uh, throughout life, but I mean, the one that I kind of want to do next is like horror, like pure horror, not horror right. comedy. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, yeah, that's kind of. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, what's the the most tedious thing about filmmaking? Uh, financing. Financing. Yeah, that's just it's. <laughs> It's the worst. Yeah, it's, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and then finally, what film would you consider to be a guilty pleasure? Uh, well, I mean, these days, like the kind of right answer would be like some movie made by some, you know, horrible monster, like some, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, Roman Polanski or Woody Allen yeah, or something. Exactly, yeah. But, but uh, I think like in more kind of fun way, I watch every year for Christmas, I watch a movie called Surviving Christmas. Oh. Starring Ben Affleck that everyone hates and <laughs> it's probably on IMDb top one bottom 100 movies or whatever yeah, yeah. But I love it. It's probably the movie I've seen the most in my life because I watch it every Christmas for yeah, the last like yeah. 15 years mm-hmm. So I would probably pick that one. I really fantastic. Yeah. I do like that answer I haven't seen that film, but yeah, I, I, I can imagine that Ben Affleck has been in a couple of stinkers Yeah, yeah, like that. and you know to some people that's one of them, but yeah. to me I, no he's, Would you say because because I feel like he's like a, he's such a filmmaker as well as yeah. an actor and everything else that maybe he has a bit of a say in everything that he does. Do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, especially today. I mean, this movie is from like 2003, so like right, it was, yeah. in, you know, it's before he became a director. And but uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm a big fan of right, Ben Affleck. Yeah. As as I mean, I you know, Gone Baby Gone, his first movie is one of my top yeah. ten favorite right. movies. Like yeah, I love exactly. it. But um, yeah, that he probably yeah, I mean, especially like since he became a director, he probably has has a lot to say. Yeah, has a lot to say and everything. Yeah. Well, then, so that's it for the quickfire round. Um, so we'll, we'll continue on because I feel like um, I mean, as you've as you've alluded to, you've uh, been doing this for quite a long time on 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 different sorts of levels, um, both as an amateur and then as professionally uh, on an independent level, financing all these sorts of things. Um, but I think it's very interesting because because um, you're doing it here in Iceland, which doesn't have the longest history when it comes to filmmaking but no. definitely over the past um 40 40 years it's definitely evolved into its own thing yes although i do feel like a lot of people here in iceland probably don't have the best uh, the greatest amount of patience for it i feel um but it does get some sort of you know international uh, acclaim in some yeah sense. definitely so so but what are the things that you that you love about it? And, and you know, uh, maybe if you could name one thing that you love and one thing that you hate, because obviously it's also a very small market. It's it's very much of a niche. Um, it's financing involved and amateur groups. There's a handful of big studios and and all these sorts of things. What, what would you think? Yeah, um, to me, the worst thing and the best thing is the same thing. It's the right. it's the size. It's how small the you know the market and the industry in itself is. You know, mm. the, it's great to be like in, if you shoot in Iceland, especially like on my level, whatever. You don't need like permits to see, like you can yeah. just go out wherever. And you know, on, of course, on private property you need permits, but like as as far as like you know, go downtown, go to, like if you're outside, you don't need any permission, like uh, other places in the world. Um, and you know, it's it's very easy. Like you you know, the biggest actors in Iceland or in the phone book like you could just go like you <laughs> yeah. you, you can literally just go to it's yeah. called it's called the outpuntris which yeah. is like the other and you can just search Hilmer Snyder which is you know exactly. the biggest actor he's just there and you just call him and you go you know can I send you a script and he'll go yes and like that's yeah. that's yeah, you know exactly. that's 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 really great yeah. um but that also like on the flip of that the horrible thing is like I the movies I make and the movies I want to make are not for everyone they're you know they're kind of a bit niche they're a bit like i get why some people w wouldn't like them no yeah um and that's fine when you make a movie in like spanish or english or whatever like you know, because you have such a big pool of people that even like if only five percent of those people like it like yeah. that's a huge amount of people exactly. but in iceland like a success like a huge cinematic success that's like i mean that's like fifty thousand people yeah, that goes to the cinema. like you know, and and you know if you make a movie that is not for everyone and that's like for you know which I, my movies have been for like you know young people and and that kind of stuff, and that's not a lot of people. No, that's, no, you know exactly. that's that's very and you know and yes you know then you can maybe like send them to some festivals where but it's still like because it's in Icelandic, yeah. it just. Yeah, there's not a lot. You you know, in if you're doing it in English or whatever, like you can have a, you can you know make a living career of doing very specialized movies. Yeah, exactly. Like even just like art house movies that like you know very very few people see. Yeah. You can still you know 
but in Iceland you can't. No, and and I feel like particularly with young people, um, because um, as someone growing up around the sort of same time, being a teenager and all that, when your films came out, it was definitely something that people went to see, and it was there. Um, but I think that with just our our generation as it kind of went through the 2010s and then even today, I think kids um, grow up with loads of references, loads of things to watch. And I think that with how English and, and, and even other languages kind of come into the culture and all that sort of outside culture coming in, I feel that things that feel a bit too home and a bit too niche, kind of what you say, it might not resonate with a lot of people. And I think that they might see content in different sorts of mediums in, in different ways. And I think also going to the movies in Iceland, that's also, I mean, that's kind of all over around the world, but I feel like maybe that's not on par even with, with that. Yeah. Yeah. people be in, in seats. Yeah, I think so. I mean, also because, you know, it has become really expensive to go to the movies. Yeah. Like, it, you know, yeah. and, you know, uh, teenagers and even like just young adults, like, you know, it's it's kind of become kind of a luxury. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's not. So, you know, when you go to the movies, it's, it's, it's you know, it's either going to be a movie that you really want to see or a movie that a lot of your friends, you know, that you go together as yeah. a group. You know, it's it's you're not just going to see whatever like you yeah. know and kind of so yeah that's kind of and also like because we have things like youtube and tiktok even though that's not you know art or whatever mm. it's still in in icelandic it's still there's not this like when i was growing up or and, and before that before like kind of youtube and tiktok like you had this kind of need or kind of um, thirst to see Icelandic things like yeah, and, and you yeah. know even if it was if, if it wasn't good or whatever even if it wasn't made for you like it was for older people whatever it was still it was different like it was yeah. it was and it kind of spoke to in a way that I don't think um, Icelandic movies do still because yeah. you know we have uh, TikTok and YouTube and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah you know which you know I'm not saying that 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 kind of no but I, I, I agree with you because I think a, a sort of to have a a healthy connection with cinema which is this huge uh, point of expression for every single cult culture in the world and wanting to have that sort of step in not just in films but in TV for example in Icelandic TV early on past 20 years ago something like that these sorts of things you know you were you you knew these references this is something that has shaped you as as a human and, and in this society and what you reference and even today people are still referencing it. And so not maybe having something that feels like a national stamp on it, on a topic or way of expressing, not having that that seems interesting or connects well enough. Is, it's a bit of a shame, but I mean, like, you know, it can, it can, because it can do wonders. It can really do something amazing. Yeah. And I think like in, in Iceland, like I have a, I have a younger brother who's 18. And he watches a lot of Icelandic stuff, but mostly it's like, you know, it's not fiction. It's like um, panel shows or like, you know, yeah. or sports things or like, or, or kind of like reality TV kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's not, you know, yeah, it's, it's, and I've, even I've, I've like with the last movie, the movie I'm, I'm making now, like I heard from uh, um, one of the biggest uh, television stations here. Yeah. Uh, when we were, you know, selling the, the movie, they were like, "We don't want to buy uh, movies 
especially Icelandic for this um, this market, like for this age group, like for young people, because young people today don't watch movies. <laughs> they watch television show- series. Yeah. They binge, but they don't watch. And they like, and you know, they're not talking out of their asses. They they know what's what's going on yeah. on their streaming yeah. services and then, and like they had a movie, Icelandic movie that came out like last year, like the year before, and you know it got okay views, whatever. But then they cut it up into a series and really? the watching wow. just yeah, skyrocketed. That's insane. So, yeah. Because I mean, cause you, because that that hits it at its core creative. You know, when you're creating that, you know, if you've made it into a film, it's supposed to be made in that. Yeah. And, and to, to cut it up like that and to, wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's probably like, that's one thing like that I'm going to think about with, you know, making more movies in the future is I'm always going to be like, all right, is it something that I can make also yeah. cut it up into four pieces right, of whatever I'm do? Because right. I think that's, that's kind of the future in it. Like people, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, you know, you it's it's a very kind of hacky joke or whatever but it's, yeah. it's it's still the same like you you ask someone do you want to watch the two-hour movie and they're like no i don't have time yeah, but do you time. do you want to binge for eight hours like yeah yeah sure yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly. definitely yeah. like that's you feel yeah. like you can pause it you feel like you can kind yeah, of yeah yeah it's and, done for today yeah like, and you yeah. can do your ironing and you do like you know you don't have to focus completely it, yeah. on it yeah exactly and and yeah i think that's yeah no i think yeah uh, that's, that's that's a very good point actually um so i have kind of breaking it up a bit as well mm-hmm. here now kind of at the end um some would you rather questions so yep. would you rather and you've, as you've kind of alluded to this earlier on but would you rather work on a horror film or a sci-fi film so i'm assuming oh, horror yeah horror, i'm, I'm yeah. I still you know one day want to do sci-fi but horror is kind of also just as a watcher like i would rather watch a horror movie yeah. than a and, and you feel because i feel like and that's the same that i gravitate towards horror as well is that you can do it so low budget yeah because yeah, the definitely. concept of fear and film or whatever medium it's yeah. so and you you could do it low budget and people watch it like yeah. you know you can you can do pretty much everything low budget but like there's you know people aren't gonna watch a low budget like uh, disaster movie like you no. know <laughs> but 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 people you know there's a movie out in America in theaters that are also coming to streaming called uh, uh, Skinamarink or something right that was made for like ten thousand dollars and mm. it's you know it's a hit. Like you right, know, and yeah, and you have yeah. you know Blair Witch Project, and you have Paranormal Activity. You yeah. have you know these these movies that like made for nothing pretty yeah. much, and become like global white hits. Yeah, you know exactly. that's that's very rare in any other in genre. any other genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking also about abroad and kind of what we were discussing earlier, kind of last one. Um, would you rather only work abroad or only work in Iceland? Um, only work abroad. Only work abroad. Yeah. yeah. From I mean, you know, that's from your experience. From uh, yeah, yeah, and also I mean, that's kind of it's easy for me to say because I've worked in Iceland for, like for t- ten years or whatever. So, you know, I, uh, the chase. But I yeah, like I was talking about, like I, I rather want to work yeah abroad and doing things that could kind of be be sold and marketed to a bigger audience. Yeah. 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 So um, to kind of conclude, just kind of overall overall theme, which is. Um, you know what it means to put everything together to be the visionary uh, to have a big project like that but also just to tell stories through film what would you say not just to aspiring um directors but what why should people get excited about making films well i mean i i think either you are or you aren't excited but like i think like if it's something that you want to do you should definitely do it and you don't i mean the, I, the biggest trap i see people fall into 
is the kind of just like yeah i want to do it but i only want to do multi-million budget like i'm gonna mm, wait i'm yeah. gonna you know one day i'll do a movie or whatever like that's not especially today that's not gonna happen unless yeah. you get really really lucky but yeah i think like it's really fun and really like yeah there's nothing like it and yeah. i think it's difficult it's really like not just making it but also just the business side of it getting financing and and, and you know producing but you know if you want to make a movie or even just you know but i also think like today people have so many options of you know you don't have to do a feature film you can also yeah, do yeah. just videos for the internet on tiktok and that's not like when i was growing up like yeah you could do it like there was youtube whatever, but i was kind of people look kind of down on it but yeah, today exactly. like you know that's not like the biggest stars in the world are people with YouTube shows. And yeah, like exactly. that's yeah. it's it's kind of become legitimate. Yeah. And legitimate it, it thing. almost kind of feels awkward because their gimmick that works on YouTube when it transcends to something else may not actually transcend all yeah, that yeah. well because yeah, and, and it's it's seemingly as people have just been had money thrown at them to make content. Yeah, really, yeah. You know. I yeah. mean yeah, it's 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 a special lane, but you know, it's it has become like legitimized and you can you know, you don't have to become Logan Paul. You yeah. don't have to do what what he does, but you can take that like legitimacy and that viewership and do your own thing. Like do you know? And I think like a lot of times, it's it's much smarter to um, if you want to do like a short to just put it on YouTube and like you can get. And I mean that's still. I mean there are people who do do whole movies and like like feature mo- f- length films and put it on YouTube and it gets you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views even millions yeah. which they wouldn't have had they tried to do the theatrical route like you know exactly but yeah. i think like yeah it's it's you know just do it I just do it yeah exactly like, well, like nike said yeah just like nike said um <laughs> well thank you very much for coming yeah thank you very and much. um yeah